0: I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by Shopify Queen, Sarah Gensel of Jensel & Co., Do you currently have a shopify site selling products or services that aren't performing as well as you're hoping or do you have a product or service you'd love to sell but you have no idea where to start well my girl sarah jensel the shopify queen is a person to talk to she is amazing and brilliant at branding and is currently helping me completely revamp my website on Shopify to showcase my new brand and selling my products. So if this sounds like something you've been looking for, please reach out to her at, on IG at Sarah gensel. that's J-A-N-S-E-L, leave her the code Sylvie, that's S-Y-L-B-I-E, and she will add you to her free Shopify Facebook group where she coaches weekly on Shopify strategies and has tons of content to help you in your Shopify journey to building your online business. So don't forget, DM her on Instagram at Sarah Jensel, J-A-N-S-E-L, and leave her the code Sylvie. She'll reach out and add you to her community. Thank you very much and have an amazing day and enjoy the episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Deu And we have back the beautiful Allison Davis, who we had on the podcast with Jill Yesko in episode 2.29 talking about the documentary Uphill Climb which is dedicated to the Tour des Femmes which is coming back this year as part of the Tour de France. So I'm so excited to have Allison here because we're going to be talking more about the film, we're going to be talking about her background and everything else so that we can really showcase and and expose more of my audience to this amazing film that will be coming out. Now, before we bring Allison out, here's a little bit of background on her. So, Allison Davis is an award-winning, award-winning veteran of television, sports production, global marketing, and brand partnerships, athlete marketing, and brand development. I think I should just hire you for my own. I need your help. (laughs) In addition to years spent in leadership roles at companies like Fox uh, Sports, E! Entertainment Networks, NBC, uh, Universal Sports, Red Bull, she has started or co-founded three of her own companies, including Active Lifestyle Magazine. Wow. Presently, she's the she's executive producing the documentary called Uphill Climb, which is what we are going to be talking more about. And so, welcome Allison to the podcast again. Thank you. All right. So, I know we're going to talk about the documentary, but first, we have to find out how you got into cycling because I know that you're into cycling a little bit. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit,
1: yeah, Um, yeah. It's as kind of twisted and far back as I guess my resume is that you just read. (laughs) Um, So I started. I was thinking about that in high school, actually. Um, One of my best friends in high school and I, where we grew up in a small town in um, outside of San Francisco called Mill Valley. There's a famous mountain there called Mount Tam, not Tamalpais. Um, which is where arguably um, people would say is the birthplace of mountain biking. Uh-huh. Um, however, I chose the road instead of the dirt. And in high school, my girlfriend Jill and I were um, decided that we were going to train to wake up really early one morning and go ride Mount Tam. And we trained, I, we didn't, I, I don't know. We didn't know what we were doing. We had no, you know, nobody was <laughs> That's usually us. the way
0: it starts, right? Yeah. No right? clue. Got a plan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I want to go climb that mountain. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I think this is what I'm supposed to go do. <laughs> um, so we, I spent the night at her house, like the, the day came, we we're all excited. The day came, spent the night at her house. We set the alarm clock for, it was like 4.30 in the morning or five in the morning. And got up, it was pitch black, it was freezing cold, there was fog, and we kind of looked at each other and went, nah, and went back to sleep. So <laughs> never happened, um, Aww. <laughs> yeah, flash forward, I went off to college, uh, I left I left the area for a couple of years and then I finished back up in San Francisco. I uh, met a guy who was training for the uh, Kona World Championships and, and Ironman World Championships. Um, he got me back on a bike and Mm -hmm. we started riding and, uh, and actually one of the first rides I did with him, a really big ride. um, I had a a PUC 10 speed shifters on the down tube. Mm -hmm. I had uh, pedals with, uh, you know, the toe covers on them, not clipless. I wore, I had a pair of gray Keds. (laughs) Uh, I maybe had, had some proper shorts, but I'm not sure. I don't really remember because all I remember is the feeling of making it to the top of the climb and wanting more. And that was that was the day I fell in love with cycling. And he, there was, I, he was, I guess he was looking for me. Um, but one day he called me up and um, he used to call me Wilma and he was Fred. And he was like, Wilma, uh- <laughs> I found the bike for you. Um, And it was a Raleigh 555 aluminum bike, um, same that Andy Hampstead had uh, been riding on. So I kind of knew what it was used and it was my size and it was perfect. And so uh, that became my first real bike so that we retired the book, got the Raleigh. um, And then and then the next big ride was Mount Tam and we did it. And the first phone call I made was to my girlfriend. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, were you going to climb that hill? on your road bikes or your mountain bikes with your girlfriend
1: uh oh no road i didn't have road, a okay yeah i didn't know from mountain biking back then okay. ironically yeah no because all i had was a road bike so i used like, it to get around hey <laughs> yeah guess what yeah i did de- <laughs> i totally did yeah 100 it was great what'd she say <laughs> she was excited she you know she was all happy um but that really was the beginning of falling in love with the sport and you know it's it's and I know we'll get to the film, but you know, one of the things that is really important to me is when I started riding, there were really n- no women around that were mm. riding um and and riding, I would, I would say fiercely, you know, with mm. the guys, because there were no local races that I knew of. Mm. I didn't really have a um a funnel, and a, a clear funnel that was that I knew of how to get myself into any type of real competitive cycling. So I was, I did, I was a junior varsity and varsity athlete throughout high school, you know but more in traditional sports, swimming, softball, basketball Um, and cycling was just kind of this thing on the side that I was doing. So it's been, you know, I've been riding with guys for so long and same thing though. My bike was all, you know, hard saddles and (laughs) it's just, not, not necessarily exactly what we need. We women need, um, oh. but you know, I <laughs> we we didn't know didn't anything matter. about
0: that. No, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. So it just, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I, I just right. rode. I don't care. <laughs> Give me a bike. And, I'll go and you somewhere. You know what?
0: Sometimes that's the best way to ride. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I think about the bike that I had, I think it was a 10 speed that my dad found the garbage and we rode that until I could ride it. <laughs> like I was yeah. big like the proper size for the actual bike and then I would ride it to town to work and back and I would and I can't think of like too many people that were riding bicycles uh, maybe maybe farm kids like us yeah. um you know and uh yeah <laughs> it's like we didn't know what we didn't know and it was and it didn't matter because we just b- rode our bikes yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so fast forward, where does yeah. cycling take you? I mean, it's taken me,
1: it's pretty much taken me everywhere I am throughout my my career. Um, you know, it's a, when when I first, so when I was with that boyfriend <laughs> and we went to- Good boyfriends, uh, He, he was you. a good boyfriend. <laughs> um, and I went to um, Tacona to, to Hawaii, um, even though it was triathlon, uh, you know, it was the big network that was covering it at the time. I, w- I worked my way over and I was willing to work for free because I just wanted to give myself something to do while he was, you know, acclimating to the climate and everything. And um, I ended up getting a paid job being a production assistant because I knew who all the athletes were. And what happened on that trip was so amazing for me because that was the moment that I had the, oh my God, I can do this for my living. Like I can actually do sports and television and production as my job. That's amazing. I want more of that, please. Yes, please. So- (laughs) Sign me up. Sign me up. Um, So I started to work freelance um, I did a few other gigs after that. I did the Paradise uh, Triathlon in St. Croix where I had an interesting um, experience with a uh, very young Lance Armstrong who had started out as a triathlete. That was fun. Um, and then I moved along and, um, and, and one thing led to another. And I had a mentor up in the Bay Area who basically was like, look, if you really want to make television and film, your livelihood, You have to move to LA. And wow. I was uh, hell bent on not doing that. And then two weeks later, I found myself in LA. (laughs) So I, and then I, and then I basically got into television film entertainment production. So I was not in sports anymore, yet I was still trying to train and compete myself. Um, But it was those, those two things back in the day did not really mesh well. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like oil and vinegar. And when I would show up to a car commercial, you know, um, production where you're shooting sunrises and sunsets and I'd set my alarm super early so I could get my run in or something ahead of time. You know, people just looked at me like I had three heads, like what, who are you? And you're crazy. So, um, (laughs) I, I, I knew it was time for me to do something different. Um, and I started to work for a magazine called city sports magazine, which was a regional health, sports, and fitness publication. And um, it was the only other industry I knew I wanted to be in was something around sports. So the guy that was the publisher was amazing. Um, I loved it. I developed a lot during that time with the magazine, and I be- ended up becoming an associate publisher. Um, but one of the, the um, parts of the publication that I created and brought to life was something called California Wheelan which was a special oh. cycling insert. I'm trying to remember if it was quarterly or what it was, but essentially it was, it was a, almost like an old school advertorial tool to help cycling and cycling events really make a deeper connection with the California cycling market. Um, oh. and, and that's kind of where I started to identify and understand the power of these grassroots you know, communities. Um, and, and, and it really had to build off of them. So that turned into, then I started my own magazine and that was called California active and nice. same thing. Yeah. yeah, that was great. It was a lot of fun. I, I had some amazing talent around me on a magazine that I kind of positioned as the MTV rolling stone of health, sports and fitness, oh. um, which is behind me. That's what it, are in the frames are my covers oh, from my okay. magazine nice um which was pretty cool um but it was I didn't go to business school I mean that was my MBA I basically gave myself my MBA um with a little help from my my family supporting me um I probably flew a little close to the sun um in terms of you know adult things like insurance and you know (laughs) car insurance and things like that um
0: I I think we all like you know I need that? it's kind of stuff you know good help from our family
1: I mean you know yeah you, you do what you gotta do um <laughs> girl on a mission yeah um, and then um, you know really from there I I was trying to sell the magazine it was not a great time to be selling a print product um mm. and um I was fortunate because I had been dropping off my magazine at a regional sports network called Prime Ticket. And I made a list one day of places that I'd want to go work after the magazine. And it was, it was, it was like Rolling Stone, MTV, Prime Ticket. And um, I called Prime Ticket up and there was this, they just created a new director of marketing position and I ended up getting it. And wow. I realized I was back in where I'm supposed to be in sports television and, um, and got a ton of experience there. I turned, the, it rebranded that into prime sports and then Fox came in and then I rebranded and launched Fox sports West and Fox sports West too. And that, and that put me back on my right path.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. So Fox sport, but that, that is like Fox TV, like what we know Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's more traditional, um, stick and ball. Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Football, hockey league, basketball league. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not, not so much the cycling there, but I, but I, that what was nice is that I rode my bike the entire time. And even though it may not have been the content I was dealing with at that time, a lot of people who were in my world in my business world were starting to ride bikes um, and I started um, to have, you know, for me, um, cycling was golf for what a lot of right. people is here, you know, where they could conduct a lot of meetings on the course. I had no interest in golf. Um, and so it was cool because there are a bunch of these guys who are riding and I'm like, let's just go for a ride. And that,
0: Oh, that's nice. So like more of this, golf. the CEOs, like the, the other directors. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that was a, that was really um, that you know and, and that was really how the bike was totally like just integrated into my entire career path. Um, yeah, moving forward. And that was we were talking earlier about my uh, my one stint when I was at e um which is, as I say, you know, it's kind of where I forgot who I was and bumped my head except for um The my boss at the time was a cyclist, and in July we would get the in house feed of the tour, um, and we would ride. And so that was again, even though I was, you know, on the outside working in this mm-hmm. entertainment television network, the people around me were cyclists, and that's oh, what. That's,
0: that is so. Point. I would to say like unusual to have. Yeah, I, and maybe it's but because it's, it's nice California. To see yeah. That, well, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. that more of it like that. And like, like I was sharing with you, I'm going to do that, uh, that ride to conquer cancer. And there's a lot of corporate teams in yeah. there. And so there's a lot of, so Toronto, I guess is, is, a, well, it's a bigger, it's a bigger uh, cycling Mecca, I guess, you know, Ottawa is pretty big, but Toronto has it, like the, this infrastructure, like everything. So it seems more corporate related corporations are more into the active lifestyle stuff. I, I think just- so.
1: Yeah. And they have teams. I mean, even yeah, when I was at universal yeah. sports network, um, you know, NBC, which oh, had cool I it had, you know, triathlon team and, oh, wow. um, yeah. Yeah. And I see a lot of companies out there. Disney has a trust. I don't know if they still do or not, but they had a triathlon team. You know, so a lot of the um, the studios have very active people, and you see them out there for sure all the time. That is it.
0: really yeah. good to know. Yeah. Like you know, because we all need to kind of migrate that way, and you know, there's yeah. always somebody that needs to like spearhead the the activity or the the functions. But yeah. I love hearing more companies being into like doing events together, um, encouraging giving rebates things like that yeah yeah yeah. it's, it's really important nice and it's
1: and it's yeah. bonding I mean it's really you know you get teamwork and it, you know nobody and not everybody has to be an athlete and it's yeah. fun it's a lot of fun you
0: got electric bikes now yeah everybody yeah. can get on everybody a bike. everybody
1: get out bike exactly
0: <laughs> like I don't know if you can afford one but holy crap <laughs>
1: they're a lot they, of fun though
0: they're like a small car yeah yeah for sure so how did you then um, come to meet Jill and then be brought on to that documentary because that's that's a huge undertaking well undertaking I mean it's part of your background but just talk about that because yeah. this is what we're going to talk about the uphill climb the yeah. documentary coming out next year in uh, March
1: March, shape, spring of 2023, just in yeah. time for the season, for sure. The cycling season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had a few more stops on my, on my tour so far to get me to jail. <laughs> um, but I, you know, the thing that I, that I've always followed in my career is my passion and, and, and my gut, and it's mm-hmm. never, it's never steered me wrong. Um, I was, um, I did some really important work. I was at Red Bull, Red Bull Media House for a couple years, um, which is where I was reconnected with Rebecca Rush and um, who's who is also a Red Bull athlete and an amazing human. And 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 we had a conversation one day where she asked me a question um, that was basically if I could take a look at what she had going on in her world from a marketing standpoint, that she needed some marketing help. And um, she started to send me information. and when I took a look at really what she was had built and and where she was, I thought, oh my God, like I, I love building brands and scaling businesses in the sports space. and um, and I saw what might be possible with her. So one thing led to another, and I became her business partner for a couple oh. of years, um, which was really amazing. Um, and then after that, I uh, and I was at a high end cycling, um apparel company for a kind of a hot minute it wasn't it wasn't a long <laughs> stint um, you're like yeah no it, it was it was great the people were amazing um, but it really you know there were there were i was trying to do something for them that really just i don't think was quite possible at that time and oh. um but again they're amazing um amazing humans um it, but it gave me a minute to allow myself to go back and really think about what what do i really want to do next what's, what's Mm. really, you know, where's my heart right now. And I was missing my, my television, my sports, my content, working with athletes on kind of that world stage. And, um, I'd said to my husband, you know, there's a documentary in me, but I just, I don't know what the topic is yet, but I just, I feel like at some point, my, my life, I'm going to make a film. Um and he's amazing and super supportive and and a cyclist also. <laughs> and, and said it
0: Better be. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: And said and and basically was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. Great. Awesome. <laughs> um and I and I and as I do when I'm thinking about what's next, um, you know, I started to to network with people and read the trades on a regular basis and, you know, kind of do some journaling and, and thinking. And um, I, I have, when I ride, when I go on rides, I kind of, I feel like there's different types of rides. There's like the community ride, you know, where it's just a big party. There's the very serious, I'm training, don't talk to me ride. Um, and then there's kind of that meditative ride where I just go by myself, where I just need to kind of process and think through and, I don't even know where I'm going, but it's just—it's not the point of of where I'm going. It's more about the thinking time on the bike.
0: Oh my god, I I'm I am totally there with you. Like yeah, I I've been on these rides. I hate to to yeah. interrupt you, but yeah, yeah, I've just lately I'm like I'm gonna bring my eye my earbuds and maybe I'll listen to a podcast that I downloaded, but I never put them in four hours. And I I stopped and I did a couple podcast episodes like it's just the the wheels and I started you know voice mess like voice to mm-hmm. text like notes and stuff I'm like that's when I think I do I do I don't probably you do do most of your creative thinking yeah <laughs> and oh my gosh I hope you capture it too because it's just like.
1: I, 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 um, Rebecca actually taught me that trick of bringing a smaller voice recorder with you because it's, it's like The phone is kind of a little, you know, Oh, that's a good idea. Clunky and chunky. Yeah. So, um, so I do, however I forget. And so I'll stop and make, and I'll like write down notes on my phone. Um, which yeah, doesn't make for a great Strava file, but, um, but it's a, (laughs) <laughs> um, but whatever. This is your
0: creative ride, right? Remember? Exactly. That's why
1: I try. Yes, I try. <laughs> um, so I I happened to le- read one of the the trades, and I was reading about this woman, Jill Yasko, who just started a women's podcast on an NPR station, and it was it it rang to me because it she was telling stories about women that you don't necessarily hear of. And there's so many more of those stories than than of the stories of the people that you know. I mean, right. um, so I thought, wow, you know, I know some cool women in sports, maybe, you know, I could just connect with her and have a conversation. And at the very least, you know, tell her about some of these amazing women that might be of interest to her for her show. Mm-hmm. And so I sent her um, a LinkedIn, just to invite. Um, and I got this really amazing note back that said, so nice to meet you. Thanks for sending me an invite. I'd love to learn more about you and tell you about this documentary film I'm working on about the women's Tour de France. And I think I fell off my chair. <laughs> um,
0: You're like, sweetie, sweetie.
1: <laughs> I, I I literally was like, I think I said to my husband, I'm, I think I'm gonna start to believe in manifestation now because I mean, from the time that I have literally said to him, I just don't know what the title is to when this happened um, was like within a week. Um, and so Jill and I had a couple of video calls and, um, and shortly after we started chatting, she asked me if I would become the executive producer. And it was a, I mean, it was just a no brainer for me. I, I had to say yes, no matter what. It's, wow. Yeah. I mean, she, it was, you know, it's about telling the story of, of the woman from the eighties um, who are legends at this point for the rest of us, you know, on the roadside of the world. And, um, and you know, again, just having been around somebody like Rebecca was really amazing to see these, somebody who's like a pioneer in our sport, no matter the discipline of it, and really understanding the, you know, what trailblazers they were back when they were in their prime doing their thing, yeah. um, you know, racing and, um, you know, just trying to get their voice. Uh, it was it was really it's an important story to tell. And so I felt like no matter what, I had to be part of that project.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, so I know that, um, like, we were talking to both you and Jill, like Jill was by herself, and then she brought you on. Mm-hmm. So now it's just the two of you. So is there a full team now? That you have moving forward like is that something that you brought with with you to to help facilitate the um, oh yeah. Yeah,
1: Uh, it's coming together. It's coming together so we're raising funds right now, um, you know, so that we can get ourselves over to France in July um, Mm -hmm. to shoot interviews with the current peloton and, um, and the people around them. And then the start of this year's um, tour, tour Femme, Femme and um, and a few other iconic shots that we want to get. So we do have a crew that's coming with us out there, um, and uh, and then we're interviewing editors right now for um, to help us finish when we come back. So it's it's all coming together. There's lots of lots of parallel paths happening, and to to pull it together. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I couldn't be happier being back in a producer role
0: oh my gosh that's so exciting so tell me a little bit about like the you know the the um the plans moving like for this summer because I know that you're going to you're going to France you're going to be around the peloton for the whole tour tour de fam now is it a full 21 days no way it's not.
1: It's, it's not. It's nine, it's nine stages, um, oh, it's and nine stages. we're not actually going to follow the whole race um, because oh, okay. they are part of the story. You know, they, they would not be where they are today without the women from the 80s. But right. this is really about telling that story, the historic story. Um, and Jill's already captured several of the interviews with some of the key women um, you know, she herself was on an 83 national team. So she knows and has relationships with a lot of these women. Yeah. And, um, and I think that they've all been excited to, you know, really have finally their story told um, in a, in a really meaningful way. So they, you know, we're, and, and we want to show that connection though, from, from the past to today um, and, um, and i look ahead where it's going. And I, and I do think you know, in 2014, when I was at Universal Sports Network, um, there was Catherine Bertine was working really hard to get mm-hmm. the uh, the tour event organizer to bring back a women's event. And they did. Um, it was a one day event called La Course by Tour de France. Yeah. And, um, and I was on the network side, you know, encouraging and um, television coverage of the women's race, because I, I knew how important women in cycling were to, you know, not just the sport, but the brands that support the sport. I mean, that we're, oh, we're yeah, consumers, sure. you know, and so it's, there's a great ecosystem that was being missed and it was <laughs> frustrating for me too, um, not to, you know, not to be able to, 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 to drive that forward back then um, or I did as, as what I could at least in that moment in time. Um, so I, there's also this connection that I have with the past at least from 2014 because this, the women's racing kind of starts and stops and starts and stops. Um, but what I will say is that this is the first time I believe it's not going away, it's, it's here. I mean, there's a three-year commitment um, by ASO for the women's event. Mm -hmm. You know, every day, like yesterday, I think there was another announcement with the um, RCS that, you know, with the Giro, the Italia, there's more women's racing coming out of of Italy. Mm -hmm. You've got Perry roubaix um, which was phenomenal racing this year. Uh, And I think that the more and more uh, audiences just start understanding, like, holy crap like the women's racing and I've heard this come out of men and women's mouths saying it's actually more exciting than the men's like people have to under like you just need to watch it just just give it a try and yeah it's it's pretty incredible what's happening now so but again I can't you know I go back to it's the women from the 80s I mean the the grit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they did a nice, they did, they did, I, I don't, yeah, it's an, it's, it's kind I of mind-boggling. You just boggling. have to
0: look at the pictures to get a good feel. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, to compare those pictures.
1: Yeah. And uh, they had, you know, it's, they had, Um, for, they did 19 stages back then. Yeah. They had one bike per athlete. They had, you know, at the, nu- you know, we're going to get into in the film, the nutrition and the training oh, and oh, the support. Cool or lack thereof. And it's Mm -hmm. not a comparison, um, you know, about men and women, but we will show, you know, just as a, just so people get a really good, clear understanding of really just how incredible these women were as athletes with what they had to work with Mm -hmm. and how they just did it. I mean, it kind of goes back to our conversation early on where it's like, better not to know and just you just do it they it for the love and the passion I mean that's that's what they did it for the love and 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 that's what I believe today's peloton does it for too only you know they now have I think you know six bikes for something
0: (laughs) and a bit of a salary
1: (laughs) yeah a little maybe yeah I mean there's work to do there too but for sure but at least they have you know and and the conversation about um you know, maternity and maternity leave because it's hard for a lot of female athletes when oh. when they're in their prime. You're also in your prime child rearing years, and you know we have to make hard decisions as a, as professional yeah. athletes. That, mm-hmm. um, again, I'm not comparing apples to apples, but it's just different for us. And so, men don't have to decide. Do I put? It's just like it's just like me in my career too. Do I have to put my career on hold? while I'm having children, I don't want to per se. I love my career, Mm -hmm. but, but there's, but I also love my children and I have to, you know, I there's only so much to give. And so how do you balance that? Which is, you know, whether you're on a bike or behind a desk, it's not easy.
0: Yeah. I mean, that'd be interesting to, to talk to somebody about that. If they were to leave the Peloton too, because that's for a woman, that's a, that's a long, it's I'm gonna say a long commitment, but the marriage, the conception, the pregnancy, the after the pregnancy. I mean, I don't know if you watched uh Catherine Prendrel Prendrel from Canada. She was a mountain biker and she gave birth last year, February. I interviewed her like two weeks before she gave birth. I'm so excited. But she, she still decided to go and do, um, the, or the Olympic run on Mount for her the mountain bike. And, and so, but, but here's the thing, like, she's a new mom, you, you know, the training intensity is just like way, way beyond. Like, I think what you can give and be a mom, like a new mom at the same time to be ready in such short notice and oh, for sure I mean and, that's, yeah. yeah and I I watched her and and um because she's been to what I don't know six Olympics like crazy she's been in mountain biking for a very long time um and uh yeah and it, it didn't yeah. like I mean I think not that it, I'm gonna say that it showed but I mean the competition was pretty fierce And she didn't do as well as she
1: thought. Yeah, but she did it. And I mean, she did it. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, her body probably wasn't fully healed and, you know, or whatever. And it's, you know, there's a lot going on and then not to mention like if you're breastfeeding and what it does when you're, you know, all that other,
0: like there's
1: there's just, there's there's so much to have to think about. And it's, you know, again, it's a, you know, I think about world-class athletes and I was on the (laughs) other side of, you know, the camera having this kind of, you know, high level role and the same thing, you know, to, and, and working mostly with men, um, you know, and senior executives and having kids and coming back and it's, you know, coming back to your A game, you know, it takes you a minute yeah. To, to, yeah, yeah. to get back there, but, but you get back there. Um, but yeah. again, but again, for, as an athlete, you know, that's a, that's next level. And, and the, now the stakes are much higher and the, the, I mean, oh my God, but it's so exciting to see the level of competition out there from yeah. all the women now. It's so fantastic. Yeah. But, crazy. but, but I'm then again, I'm older. <laughs> I, mean, I know, right. <laughs> um, but
0: then again, I don't it, know, it, masters, this is this 50 year old category is pretty intense too. <laughs> Oh my God. No, it's like, yeah,
1: seriously. It's pick your poison. Do you want to race against 19 year olds or ex pros?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously. And yeah. that's exactly what it's like. You're like, oh my gosh, she used to be a national champion. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm just here to finish. <laughs> Can I have your autograph first before we race? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I know, but it's so true. Junior or masters. I don't know which one's going to give me a harder time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, it's super exciting. Um, so can you share anything else with us, with our listeners about the uphill climb?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, what's exciting about this film is it's really, you know, it's, it's from where I'm sitting with it. It's something that, and we're working on getting global distribution for it for next season. Um, And what I, the conversations I'm having and and I believe the realization around this film is that this is not a static per se piece of content that's going to sit on a platform where you might scroll by and find it. We've got a marketing machine that's happening in the background, Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, we'll start kicking off our own promotion for the film shortly. We're gonna put out a media release um, next week, I believe. We've got, um, you know, the website's been updated. We're working on an updated sizzle for it. Um, But July, this July is really when we start our own promotion for ourselves. Um, and letting the world know what we're doing as we're covering the event we'll be doing some fun things around the film now for people to see so they can understand what's happening and um and then we'll start our own you know kind of countdown to 2023 along the way um, and bring bring a party along with us whether you know with all the athletes and our brand partners that are coming on board um, and the distribution partners so it's um we're gonna have a lot of fun
0: Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, I know. I I do love the con, like the concept of like the the ladies who started in in eighty four. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah, yeah. Eighty four. Uh, and to the now because I've interviewed a couple of the ladies, um, that that uh, were in those pelotons, and um, it's just the stories are so. Unique and different. You know what I mean? Like, it was a lot of hardship when you when you think about when you, when you listen to them. It's like compared to now because everybody's like got their yards and you know, like it's like five star. You know, five star service. Where back then they were like sharing rooms and like.
1: Well, and paying their own way.
0: Yeah, and they're always standing on the podium with the men. You know, it's like- yeah,
1: it's I, I you know I still think we still <laughs> have a ways to go for sure. Um, but so again, you know, having having been around this sport for so long, seeing the you growth. know the yeah it's, the growth yeah. and and the um, you know the traction that it's getting. Um, and I do think that, um, you know, I'm kind of, I have a saying right now, the more we show, the more we grow. So, yeah. which is really important around this film because the more that we're able to create and, and show people the stories all around the sport, mm-hmm. it creates, a, it just generates so much interest for the sport itself. And that's, that's big value to everybody involved and, and who took a risk you know, in, in, in diving deeper, which I think is really essential.
0: Yeah. I think it's important to know the history yeah. behind it and how far back it went. Cause I mean, like 84, like yeah. where were you sitting? I was like heading into high school. I don't know. Yeah. Back in the eighties, 84. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and and it had some TV coverage, but you know, again, the promotion of it, nobody believed that anybody was going to care about women's racing, mm-hmm. you know, and now we're starting to see barriers broken and on all the playing fields, which is oh my God. really fantastic. There's,
0: there's so much around cycling for women. Like there's so many women who've started developing brands around cycling for women. I mean, th- this can only get bigger, um, you yeah. know, cause it's ex- exposing everybody to, to this. And yeah, there's a moment,
1: and I, you know, I have to say that's the other thing that I said to Jill mm-hmm. a few times, the director, the film director, is that, um, you know, it's, it's not lost on me that there's two women sitting in the director and executive producer roles, making a document, making a sports documentary about professional female cycling.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, you know. That brings a little smile to my face.
0: Yeah, every day. Maybe, every every minute. Can't wait till you guys see it. Go to see a little bit more every time, which is great. (laughs) I love the little, if you're gonna be sharing the more snippets during June, are you gonna be able to In In July,
1: we'll probably do some, you know, um, some fun behind the scenes. Uh, We have actually a really good friend of mine um, who, uh, her name is Frankie. And she's one of these fierce humans also. She actually started a sustainable cycling um, oh. bag company called Fierce Hazel, if I can give her a little shout out. to Yeah, that. oh it's, my
0: gosh, let's talk to her too. Yeah,
1: you should talk to her, she's pretty amazing. Um, and when she's one of my, um, one of my cycling buddies and um, when Frankie, when I told her about this I and mean, she basically raised her hand and said, can I help? Can I be part yeah. of this? And so um, she's she's part of our little posse. And um, the the why Frankie's also so incredible is she's an amazing um, social media. She's a photographer. She does amazing things with social media. And so she's going to help us capture some of the fun behind the scenes and um, oh. and bring it to everybody in July when we're out there. Um, such so should be a good time. Yay. Yeah.
0: Yay. So what handles should we be watching? during that time where you're gonna be yeah. posting all that good content?
1: So uh, the main handle will be our Instagram handle, which which is at uphill. Okay. okay, so,
0: okay. That's your website though.
1: It's, well, the website is uphillclimbfilm.com. Okay. And the social media. So Instagram is at uphill climb dot Film.
0: Okay. So that's the IG one. Yeah. Okay. That's IG. Yep. Let's make sure you are all following that. We are all following that. So that's at uphill climb dot Film for yep. IG. So follow that. And that's where you are going to be able to get all the little back end stuff, fun things as they are down in france in jan uh in january in june july 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 uh you know capturing all the funds so all the
1: fun and 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 we're also again in major fundraising mode so if anybody's out there and wants to donate um you know it's not a formal kickstarter but there is a donate button on the website um as well which okay Every, every imagine, penny helps.
0: Yeah. And I imagine on Instagram too, there's a place where they could,
1: we will make sure it. that that is linked there. We're getting everything <laughs> literally up to speed right now.
0: That's right. Ah! <laughs> Find me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure that you are watching this Instagram page and that you share it because this is so important for the sport of cycling for women maybe there's a sport cycling period because you have no idea how this trickles down to recreational (coughs) sport for girls um in cycling um just showing your support and uh making sure that um you know you're just sharing that so with that, thanks a lot, Allison. This has been great. Is there any last, last, last words you wanna say?
1: No, thank you. This is really, <laughs> I, I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you.
0: Oh, well, like I told um, Ali and, uh, and Jill, we will have to have them back either in the fall or next year before they launch so they can give us all the juicy details and tell us or maybe I think it was in the fall so that you could cover all the juicy details from the summer.
1: I will, I will say this. Okay. There's one more (laughs) last less thing. Um, Because when you said juicy details, every conversation, there is something new and fun that I'm learning. And so I know that with live sports production, that you, you lay your best plans, you make them, and then you get onto the field and, any like anything and everything will happen so it's going to be a lot of fun when we're out there and um seeing what unfolds
0: and i see you got frankie to capture it all so and we got
1: frankie yeah we got frankie like
0: gonna be fun yeah so with that thank you so much allison thank you to our listeners and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode make sure you follow and follow the podcast on instagram and also make sure you go to the show notes and Click on the newsletter link so that you don't miss an episode like this one. And uh, we'll have yourself an amazing day. Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Allison. It is so important that we support women in cycling, especially in the sport of cycling. So now that there is a tool to femme for going in conjunction with tour de france it is super exciting that we're going to be seeing more women out there on the forefront and making a stage for themselves let's all support and don't forget to look for that film uphill climb and it's going to be amazing seeing all those before and after um interviews with women who started out at the front and now with the women who are on the tour. So with that, have an amazing weekend, everybody, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of it would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.